You're listening to the Earn That Body Podcast, episode number 85. Welcome to the Earn That Body Show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Welcome back, everyone. This is Tim Eagle with the Earn That Body Podcast. So excited about our episode today. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. It was actually requested by several women. So I'm just going to tell the the dudes out there that are listening. I know there might not be that many of you, but there probably are several. This is probably not going to be the episode for you. If you want to check out now, I totally understand. We have a lot coming up in the next couple months, so I just want to go over a, a couple things because it's it's crazy to me how fast things are already rolling, and that it's like when the new year seems like it happened five or six months ago. But what do we have coming up? We have Yoga Ohm coming up March fifth, which is an amazing new program that I'm launching. It is fitness only. If you're looking to put on that muscle tone, get ripped, but also increase flexibility. Uh, and muscle elasticity. So all the things an athlete needs in particular, but also it's a lot of strength training through body weight and through light weights, through yoga and more. So definitely check it out, yogaovermuscle.com. The session is about to sell out and the price is about to go up. So go ahead and register for that for March 5th. Then a lot of people were asking me for those discount codes. I try to get as many discount codes to companies and brands that I personally use and believe in for all of you out there. So a couple that people were asking about, one was for the protein powder that I recommend. Now, most people know I don't use supplements, but if I were to pick a protein powder, it would only come from The Natural Citizen. That is the name of the company, thenaturalcitizen.com. They have a wonderful protein powder. It has very few ingredients, which is always what I'm looking for. Use the discount code EARNTHATBODY to get 15% off. And then another discount code is for all my athletes out there who are interested in trying infinite nutrition. That would be something that you would be using in your water. It's a powder that you add. You need that extra fuel on the bike, on the run, infinitenutrition.us. Again, if you use the discount code EARNTHATBODY, you will get a discount. All right, enough of that. Let's get right into our program today. We're going to start off with our eagle's eye on health, and that is going to roll perfectly into our topic today. So let's see if you can catch the theme of where we're going. So eagle eye on health, what it is today, there are some mind-blowing facts about your period. That's right. That's why the men might not enjoy this episode. All right. Here are some facts about your period that I found pretty amazing. Now, I'm not going to lie. This article came to me through cosmopolitan.com. So I can't say they're 100% science true, although all of them really do have a fact with it, like stating who it's from. And so some of them seem very viable. So I'm going to pick out the ones that I think are the most reasonable of these, but some of them are like really eye-opening and I thought that you might enjoy seeing some of these. So number one. Did you know there is a rare period disorder that can cause bleeding of your eyes? Isn't that crazy? It's known as vicarious menstruation, and it is a rare and yet terrifying condition that literally makes you bleed from organs other than the uterus, such as your eyes. And I also read it can happen through your nose as well. And it happens while you're on your period, and it's according to a case study that was published in a journal 
And luckily, only a handful of cases have been recorded. But how about that? Bet you didn't know that one, huh? Another one. Did you know that, this is so awful, most women have period stains in every pair of underwear? I don't think I have it in every pair of underwear. I'm going to call... I'm going to call off on that one. I don't think that one's true, but you you might have your own opinion. You might be shaking your head yes right now. Okay, number three, did you know that getting your period can actually worsen asthma symptoms in the week leading up to your period and increased sensitivity to allergens paired with a lower than normal lung capacity causes between 19 and 40% of women with asthma to experience premenstrual asthma called PMA. And again, that's according to a published study in one of the journals. So very interesting. I had no idea. Um, if you are someone with asthma symptoms, that it would be actually interesting for you to track something like that. Okay, how about another one here? Yes, let's see. The sound of your voice changes during your period. That's crazy. Vocalization researchers theorize that female reproduction hormones actually impact your vocal cords, altering your voice. So people sound different that time of the month. Who knew? I guess if you talk to someone on the phone every single day, I wonder if you could tell the difference and you could be like, oh, I hear what time of month that is. Could happen. I, I can't imagine it's that easy to tell. <laughs> okay, how about this one? I had no idea. There's a reason why tampons are often sold in boxes of 18. That's the average number of tampons used during each cycle, according to a study published in the Journal of Contraception. So that's very interesting. Now, see, if I had to guess it, a tampon company would sell you a box of 17, knowing that then you would have to buy an additional box for that extra day that you still need at least one more, right? But I guess not. They say 18 in a box. Okay, the last one. You could go through up to 15,000 period products in your lifetime. That's a lot. I guess obviously that depends how long you, uh, how long you live and how long it goes before you hit a menopause. And menopause would be a completely different topic that we will definitely hit on the podcast one day. But at this point, hopefully you have guessed the theme, which is we're going to talk about the women's menstrual cycle today. Why are we going to talk about this? Because so many people have been asking me about it and how it affects our body, especially in terms of weight gain, weight loss. Why do we have PMS? Why do I feel this way? How do I fix it? Are there things that I can eat and do that'll make it better? All these questions that honestly are so important and there are so many great things you can do. So if you are a menstruating woman, or even if you're not, even if you're in menopause, I think that you may find this very interesting to hear some of the details about a woman's menstrual cycle. So the first thing I always like to do is really educate people to understand what exactly is your cycle. What is going on? Because a lot of people, they literally, they don't know. They don't understand. They just hear, oh, you know, your hormones change and your boobs get bigger and you bleed and, you know, it prepares you for pregnancy and all that. But I just want to go over some of the exact details of what is happening in your body. Because whenever I educate you, I feel like it gives you a better sense of how to handle things. So just so you understand, the menstrual cycle is the series of changes that a woman's body goes through to prepare 
for pregnancy. And about once a month, that uterus is going to grow a new lining, which is called the endometrium, to get ready for a fertilized egg. Now, what happens if there's no fertilized egg to start a pregnancy? Well, that's when the uterus sheds its lining, and that is what your menstrual bleeding is. That's the monthly menstrual bleeding, is that your uterus sheds that lining that it doesn't need because you did not, in fact, get pregnant. All right, the menstrual cycle is from day one of bleeding to day one of the next time you start bleeding, all right? So although the average cycle is 28 days, it's definitely normal to have a cycle that is shorter or longer. The reason I think this is so important for me to explain to you is because a lot of people do not track their periods. And if you are working with me and we're working with weight loss, it's very important for us to know when you're getting your period because you're gonna typically see some weight change right before you get your period. So if you know that's the reason you maybe put on a couple pounds it's going to tell us a lot about your body. If you don't track your period at all, you might be like, I have no idea why I gained two pounds. I was totally on track and now I don't know what to do. And then I don't know, should I be changing their calories? Did something go wrong? But if I know you're getting your period, then it explains everything. But not everybody tracks their period properly. You want to track day one of bleeding. And a lot of people think, or some people I should say, think that it's the day you stop bleeding that you start a new cycle. No, it's actually the day one when you start your period. That would be the day I want you to mark in your calendar. And I do it right on my phone. When I get my period, I just put period on that actual day that it is on the calendar so that I can always go back and look and see, okay, how many days you know away am I from getting it again? The other nice thing to know when you track your period is are you 28 days apart? Are you 30 days apart? What's normal for you? This is really important because if you go too long or if you're having period cycles too short, it may be something that you need to talk to your doctor about. Another thing that's important in tracking is because you want to know when you're ovulating. And when you ovulate, that's about halfway through that cycle. Some people, including myself, actually gain a pound or two when they're ovulating. So all of these things create these hormone shifts in the body. And again, if you can track your period properly, really keep track, whether it's online or or on a calendar in front of you, so that you know when these changes are happening to your body. It is important to check with your doctor if you have maybe three or more menstrual periods that last longer than seven days and are very, very heavy. Also, uh, you might want to call your doctor if you're having bleeding between your periods or if you're having any kind of pelvic pain as well that's not from your period. These are just I don't want to call them red flags because it might be that everything is fine, but they are just some symptoms that you'd want to tell your doctor about just so that they can rule anything out to make sure that everything is all right. Now, what exactly controls the menstrual cycle? Well, it's really a series of hormone shifts going on in the body. So during each cycle, your brain's hypothalamus and the pituitary gland actually send those hormone signals back and forth to your ovaries. And these signals get the ovaries and the uterus ready for pregnancy. But as we said, hopefully not every month, you're obviously not getting pregnant. But that's exactly what's happening each month. Now, the hormones estrogen and progesterone play the biggest roles in how the uterus is going to change during your cycle. 
So estrogen builds up the lining of the uterus. It starts to make that thick lining that would benefit, obviously, the implantation of an egg if that were to happen. So it's the estrogen in your body that's building up the lining, and then the progesterone is increasing after the ovary releases an egg, and that's what we call ovulation. That's happening in the middle of the cycle, and this helps the estrogen keep the lining thick and ready for the fertilized egg as well. Then a drop in progesterone is going to happen along with a drop in estrogen causing the lining of the uterus to now break down because an egg did not implant and that is when your period starts. Any change in hormone levels can affect your cycle and can affect fertility. So for example, teens tend to have low or changing progesterone levels, and this is also very true for women who are close to menopause. And that's why a lot of teens and women in their 40s and 50s may have heavy menstrual bleeding and cycles that change in length. So when you start to have, like teenagers are just not super regular. It's like their body is just getting used to having a period. So you'll see that irregular cycle length. And the same thing starts to happen as we get closer to menopause. And that's actually a symptom of that you're perimenopausal, that it's sort of on its way. But it could be five years away. You don't really know when it's going to happen exactly. But truly, once you hit 40, I don't know about you, any of you 40 and olders, but once you hit 40, I do feel like you start to see lots of different changes in how your period is. Um, other things that can change your cycle would obviously include birth control pills, very low body fat. A lot of people, if they lose too much weight and they're too skinny and they don't have enough body fat, will typically no longer get a period or they'll have such a super light period. Um, losing a lot of weight quickly can also create that. Being overweight can create cycle problems as well, that maybe you don't get a period or maybe you have super heavy periods. Stress and very hard exercise can also change your cycle. Why? Well, stress in general will always affect your body, right? And I always say exercise is stress on your body. So stress and stress of exercise will definitely affect your hormones and can impact your period. Uh, pregnancy obviously is the most common cause of a missed period. So I can't tell you how many times I have a client and they're like, oh, I'm seven days late, but you know, I should be getting it any day. And I always have to ask, is there any chance that you could be pregnant? Some of them freak out and think, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Sometimes it's like they don't even think that it's an option, but it, then they, they're like, well, maybe. So that's obviously a potential reason that you could miss a period. And another great reason to be tracking your period, because sometimes you're like, well, I kind of don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm not four days late. Maybe I am. I don't know exactly which day I got my period. That is reason enough alone to track your period on a calendar to give yourself some peace of mind. Now, what common symptoms are linked to the menstrual cycle? So many of them that we definitely know. Uh, some women have no pain their whole life. They have no problem with their period. They have no pain. They have no cramps. It's just like they just get their period, right? Isn't that lovely for some women? But other women have symptoms before and during their periods. Now, for about a week before that period, many women have premenstrual sim symptoms. You know, PMS. We all know what that is. You generally feel more tense. You're more angry, you're easily agitated. I know I get easily agitated 
for sure. Uh, you may gain water weight. You may feel bloated. Your breasts may feel tender. You might break out with acne. You also may have less energy. You might start to feel sort of fatigued and that general blah feeling before you get your period. A day or two before your period, you might even start having some menstrual cramps. Uh, some people get, you know, front belly cramps. Other people get back pain. Some people even get cramps in their legs. These symptoms go away during the first couple days of your period. They shouldn't be debilitating. I honestly want to tell you, if any of these symptoms are just debilitating and you literally can't function, you need to see your doctor. Not because something's necessarily wrong, but because maybe they can do something. It shouldn't be debilitating. It's definitely uncomfortable, but it should really not be debilitating. And for some people, it truly is. So that would be something that you would want to discuss with your doctor. Uh, I know for me, you know, obviously your cycle changes a lot when you're younger to when you're older. When I was in high school, I used to get menstrual cramps so very badly. I used to drive home. I had to leave school early, drive home, and I would be like on the floor in the fetal position for hours. It was so bad that we did have to get um, some kind of pain reliever for me to take the pain away because it was that bad. I also got terribly constipated. How lovely. Whenever I had my period, only when I was younger, again, it's like the body is just changing when you just start getting a period. Um, and they had to put me on a stool softener because that was very uncomfortable. So all of these hormone shifts, again, especially when you're a teenager and the body's just getting ready to things, they really do affect the body in so many ways. And then again, it's funny that you get similar, you know, changes from teen to menopause, things start changing again. So if anything, again, becomes so outrageous that you're doubled over in pain or you're constipated for five days, things you want to tell your doctor, perhaps they can do something about that. Okay, so when your ovary releases an egg in the middle of your cycle, do you know what that's called? Has anybody ever felt that? Because I, I can feel it often um, once a month. It's called middle schmerz. And that's when you actually feel sort of a dull ache when the ovary is actually releasing your egg. So that's when ovulation is happening. So if again, you're tracking and you start to get this sort of, I don't want to call it a side cramp. It's more like a dull ache. You might be able to look down at your calendar and be like, oh my gosh, this is what Kim was talking about. This must be middle schmerz. It's, it's actually the egg coming out of the ovary. So some people can totally feel it. I can totally feel it. I feel it more on some months than other months. And that's, again, that's ovulation. Some people even spot during ovulation. So if you see any spotting and you're tracking your period, then you know, okay, it's nothing to worry about. It's just, you know, it literally should just be a little bit of spotting, maybe a day or two during that mid-cycle. Both of those things, feeling it, seeing spotting, totally normal. Now, what can we do for these symptoms? What about people who are like, well, I can't handle these symptoms anymore. Is there anything that we can do to minimize some of the PMS? Yes, there's definitely things that we can do. And I highly recommend it for all of my clients to follow this because one of the things that happens is right before your period, when you see the scale go up, you flip out. And I don't want you to worry because if you're on track with your nutrition and your workouts and you see that number go up right before your period, 
big deal. That number is going to come right back down and then some if we can keep you on track. And here's some ways to actually work with your symptoms and work with PMS to relieve it and even the bloating potentially as much as possible. The first thing you want to do is you want to get regular exercise. So you want to have that consistency in your workouts all through the month, and that will actually benefit some of those PMS symptoms. So number one is getting regular exercise. Number two is eating a healthy diet. But honestly, I know you're probably sick of hearing that, but it's honestly true. Eating healthy, real foods that are not processed will help reduce symptoms of PMS. The third thing you really want to do right before your period, you want to limit alcohol intake. I know sometimes you think you want to grab that red glass of wine because you have PMS, but it honestly is not going to help your symptoms. It might make them worse. It might make you feel a little more blue, a little more blah, a little more less energetic. So limiting alcohol that time of month is a benefit. You're not going to like this one, not that you liked the limit the alcohol one, but also limiting caffeine before that period starts can also reduce some of your symptoms. And then you also want to reduce stress as much as you can because extra stress right before your period, it just sort of magnifies your PMS symptoms even more. So if there's anything you can do to reduce stress, maybe you treat yourself to a massage once a month right before you get your period. Let that be something to help eliminate your stress, help you deal with your symptoms, even taking a hot bath, relaxing, doing things to benefit you, be a little bit selfish that week before your period so that you can kind of get a grip and reduce those symptoms as much as possible. For anybody who is getting the cramps in the stomach, the low back, a heating pad, a hot water bottle, a warm bath really does help alleviate those cramps. So that's something that you can think about. If the cramps are extreme, you can obviously use ibuprofen. Like when I was a teenager, they had to put me on a serious pain reliever. So if you do have really bad cramps or if you have a daughter who has really bad cramps, it's something you might want to look into. I'm definitely a not pro medication person, but I know how bad the pain can be. And it's just, again, if it becomes debilitating and you have to leave high school and lay on the floor for two hours, that's not okay. Even once, this is terrible. And I was in my, probably in my 20s at this point. I mean, I was in, I think I had graduated, graduate school, and my period cramps were so bad. I was on the floor. I was certain something was extremely wrong. My boyfriend was uh, with me at that point, and I said, you need to call an ambulance. Something's terribly wrong. And they put me in the ambulance, and they took me to the emergency room, and they thought maybe I was having an ectopic pregnancy or whatever, and nope, it was just really bad menstrual cramps. That's how bad I used to get it. So I feel for any of those people who are like that. I outgrew it. I don't have that anymore. But if you have a daughter, it, you know, it could definitely happen to her and take her to the doctor because, at, like I said, even though I'm not a big person to put them on medication, when it's that painful, you just need something to help it subside. So all of those things uh, are definitely helpful to help you with PMS. Now, what can you do about the weight gain? 
that you're getting with your period. And it's not just you. I mean, the scale really does move during that time of the month for almost all women, okay, including myself. Even sometimes if I'm really good with my food and my sodium intake, sometimes the scale does not move for me. But that's like, highly unusual. I mean, almost always the scale will go up for me personally, one to two pounds right before I get my period. Some women can gain, they say, up to five pounds or more during their period. Now, you can imagine how discouraging this would be if you were trying to lose weight. You're great all month. You're you're great on your workouts. You're doing great on your nutrition. And then your weight's going down and boom, All of a sudden you get on the scale and it says you are up five pounds. You get completely discouraged and all you want to do is throw in the towel and eat everything in sight because you also have PMS right now, right? And that just creates this very vicious cycle of over and over. Then you finish your period and you get your food back on track and you get your workouts back on track and you go through the same thing and then you get PMS and you're up five pounds and the cycle starts again. So let's talk about how we can stop that vicious cycle. And the first thing that you have to do is you just have to be okay with the fact that yes, right before your period and like the day you get it, you're you're potentially going to be up. I would say one to three pounds is reasonable. Five is a lot. Five tells me you're probably also giving into some of the PMS cravings that we're going to talk about. Um, now, the PMS and the bloating, a lot of people say, well, why, do, why does that even happen? Well, Really, there's five different reasons that people are gaining weight when they're about to get their period. The first one is the female sex hormones, the estrogen peaks during that later part of your menstrual cycle, right before your period. And so the high levels of it indirectly lead your body to retain fluid, making you feel bloated and potentially causing that weight gain of, you know, one to three pounds. And it's only water weight. So that's what you have to remember. It's just water weight and that weight will come right off in a couple days. So if you can just stay on track and not throw in the towel, you'll be fine. It'll come right off. The estrogen levels drop as you start your period. So usually once your period starts, like a day or two later, you kind of feel that relief and the bloating goes down. Uh, The number two reason you gain weight is that that other hormone is at play, the progesterone. Progesterone levels spike in the second half of your cycle, leading to more water retention, also causing that breast tenderness and the water weight. So again, you get on the scale, that water weight is going to show with a higher number. The third reason, some women notice that, as I said, their breasts increase, some say a full size. How come that never happens to me? <laughs> How come I didn't get that side effect? That did not happen to me. But some women, they do. They actually can see a full-size increase right before their period. And it's the, progest- the progesterone causing your body to pull fluid from the blood vessels to the tissues and perhaps to get you ready for that potential pregnancy that could be happening. That's what your body thinks. And if you don't get prego, then the progesterone levels fall and your body goes right back to business as usual and right back to normal. So again, don't throw in the towel. All of that's going to come right back down. Now, the fourth reason that they say is sort of, uh, here's the wild guess is why you, you might be gaining a few weight is because how come we don't crave broccoli? 
when we're getting our period. That just doesn't happen, right? No, we crave the salty stuff, we crave the sweet stuff. And unfortunately, those kind of foods, especially all those salty foods, are going to cause what? Water retention in your body. So this one's really important because if you're caving and you are eating these salty foods, sweet foods, processed foods, you're you're gonna just be increasing that level of water retention in your body. And it's just from all that sodium and processed foods. So you want to minimize giving into it as much as possible, which I know is easier said than done. But I know that you can do it if you want to, right? So if it's important to you and you really are trying to lose weight, you cannot cave into all of the desires you want to eat right before your period. So think about that because it's causing the water retention. And then the last thing is, which is sort of similar, it goes hand in hand, is that people are soothing themselves during that pre-period time with things like Domino's pizza and ice cream and all these extra calories that your body does not need. So because of that, you're eating way too many calories and you're going to gain weight from that as well. So on one hand, you're eating the salty foods that are causing water retention. And then on the other hand, you're eating all this bad food and it's the amount of calories you're taking in that are going to cause weight gain. So instead of reaching for the Doritos, you really want to make sure you're hydrating with fluid, which is water. Do not be hydrating with sodas. Uh, Water, water, water. You also want to be eating lean protein. You want to maybe switch to like a Greek yogurt, things like that with really high protein to keep your body full, to give yourself nourishment instead of eating things like Doritos and God only knows what other fast food you might be craving. But those things are always going to make you feel like crap. I promise. You're never going to eat it and be like, oh, now I feel better. You won't. You'll just feel worse because now you're bloated on top of it. So if you can stick to hydration, the lean protein, and really eat mindfully, that will help you diminish some weight gain during the premenstrual time, all right? You have to be really mindful about this. Now, the best things that you can do to feel better and to not gain weight right before your period is one, you need to sweat it out. Sweating actually is going to help you shed that extra water weight, and it's going to give you that endorphin boost that we love so much after we work out. That endorphin boost will actually help you with cramps. It can help with any kind of headache. A lot of people get headaches with their period, and so working out can definitely help those symptoms. Working out will always help you feel better. I have yet to hear someone say after they work out, man, I really wish I had not done that, right? Sometimes we don't want to go work out. We're thinking, oh, I have to drag myself to get this workout in. But especially with PMS, you will feel better for it, I promise. The second thing you can do is you want to avoid those salty foods, as we talked about. That means do not have a big bowl of soup. I know that soup can seem really soothing, but soup is loaded in sodium. So you want to avoid the salty sodium foods. So Definitely that. The third thing is you want to avoid the alcohol. I'm so sorry, but it does just sort of bring you down. It's more of a downer and it sort of decreases the inhibitions. And sometimes you just throw in the towel when you start drinking. The fourth thing is you want to avoid the sweets. And so the best way to do this, do not have them in the house. 
this time of month. Okay, so some people tell me like, I couldn't handle it last night. I was getting my period. And so I ate like everything in the pantry. I ate the cookies and the this and that. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, why did you have all that in the house? Like if I had it in the house available to me, I probably would eat it too right before my period. So a really good thing you can do is not have it available to you at night when you tend to have these sort of binge sessions. So think about that. And if you have kiddos and they're like, well, I'm not getting rid of all my sweets, you have them hide it. <laughs> you think I'm kidding? There's certain things I cannot have in my house because I am human people. I know you guys think I'm not human, that I don't crave anything bad, but like if my son wants, they're called uh, JoJo's cookies from Trader Joe's, or if he gets red vine licorice, which is like my favorite, he has to hide them from me because if they're in the house, I will eat it. And so, but that's the way I deal with it. I'm not going to take it away from him, but I say, if it's in my visual sight on the cabinet and I know it's there, I'm going to get it. So just take it away from me. Don't let me see it. So don't make it available to you. Another thing you can do, number five, is bump up your veggies, bump up your fruit and your whole grains. Because when you do this, you're basically increasing your fiber. You're going to feel more full. And that is a goal. We want to feel full, right? And that moves into the next one, number six, which is get your protein in and your healthy fats because that's also going to help you feel full because you do not want to be hungry when you have PMS. Am I right? Like hunger during PMS is a whole different definition of being hangry. I know you know what I'm talking about. So don't let it happen. And then number seven, the best thing you can do is really get your sleep. Because when we're getting enough sleep, and that is seven to eight hours, nothing less, that's gonna help us deal with stress, it's gonna help us have more energy, and it's gonna help us with weight loss, okay? So all of those things are all combined, and all of that will make you feel better right before you get your period. Now the most important thing I want you to remember of all of this, is that when you get on the scale and you're up several pounds and it's because you're about to get your period, just note it. Don't judge it, don't flip out, don't get mad at yourself. It is a hormone thing that you cannot fight, all right? If you know that your food was 100% on track all week and your workouts were 100% on track all week and you're up three pounds, it is almost always a hormone issue. And as long as you don't throw in the towel, I would say in three to five days, you could be back down that same amount plus two pounds potentially. I've seen it happen many times, but it will not happen if you give in and start eating all the sugar, all the salt, and giving in to everything and starting that vicious cycle, okay? So don't give in to that point. That Don't think it's that your diet isn't working and that all your hard work isn't working. Just know that now you're educated to understand that every single month, this is a normal thing that is going to happen to your body. You don't have to sabotage it. You don't have to even make it worse than it already is, okay? Just think about those seven tips that we talked about in terms of not gaining more weight. So the sweating, avoiding salty food, avoiding the alcohol. Think of all those things to help you get through that one week. And then honestly, you're going to come out on the other side and you're going to feel great again. And sometimes it takes one time of actually getting through that vicious cycle without falling into it to realize, oh... I really can do this. I really was giving in a little too easy because let's face it, it's so easy to just give in and be like, well, I have my period, so I can eat this. You know, I have my period, so I can overdo that. Well, you can, but if you, if you do have a weight loss goal, you might be making it much more difficult. 
So there you go. That's everything we've got on the menstrual cycle. This was not one for the men. This was all about the women today. I'm super excited about Yoga Om. Uh, do check it out, yogaovermuscle.com, because it's coming up so soon. And I just want to let you know, Earn That Body is sold out um, for this current session, but I'm trying something new for Earn That Body in the next session that will be starting in April. Uh, Earn That Body is now going to include the Earn That Muscle videos in the session, in the program, because people are having such great success with the Earn That Muscle workouts. So the Earn That Muscle has um, three full body strength videos, three core videos, there's cardio workouts as well. They are all now included in the Earn That Body session. During the session, uh, you do have the ability to get them um, if you want to be able to use them for the full year. You have the ability to upgrade after the session. But so that's really exciting. I'm excited about it. People are excited because they wanted some more workouts and now you have that access. So if you do want to try the new Earn That Body, including Earn That Muscle, shoot me an email, Kim at EarnThatBody.com. I am happy to send you the info. And that's really it for this week. I hope you all make it a wonderful week. I hope it's not a PMS week for you, but if it is, now you know how to handle it. Have an awesome one. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and YouTube.